Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max, episode 235. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, it's all Ubisoft all the time here for this show, basically. <laughs> because the uh, Ubisoft Forward event happened uh, a few days ago now, and more... Uh, you know, there's the Devolver stuff as well uh, that happened, and there's going to be another Ubisoft forward, because just as uh, Mark feared, he won't just be having one event anymore, it'll be various events all throughout. I'm sure it'll happen sometime in August, or I'd imagine like once you get past Gamescom, they won't be having events like this, so it's got to be sometime between now and then. But yeah, I mean... Anything been going on with you? Uh, playing a few games here and there, but that's about it. You? Yeah, finally finished that uh, Blade Future Connected, so now I can actually write the review and everything. Uh, I have, like, the one major quest, like, the one major side quest. Well, it's, like, the last part of the one major side quest is basically left to do. Uh, so I want to say it's basically, like, a 20-hour thing that they added on to... The Inazuna Blade, which is already like a hundred hours anyway, so I mean that's still a lot, and it it has its charms. Uh, I I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a nice like just kind of addendum to that. You kind of get to see Melia's story, what would have happened, you know. So it's um, it's uh, if you don't like Melia at all, then I guess that won't uh, appeal to you very much. But I think it's kind of hard not to. Care for a little bit. They do a great job of making you care about all those characters throughout that uh, original game. Plus, it unlocks some stuff for the original game, which I didn't think they would do. So that's uh, nice too. Uh, and then I played, I think, like 30 minutes of Crosscode while we were waiting to come on. And that's it's like a action RPG that has like Zelda and puzzle stuff. It's pretty neat so far in the early, very very early. Part of the game, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, for twenty bucks, you know that you know if if you're paying the twenty bucks, uh, that's I think it's not bad to have it. It's like a perfect game to have on Switch. You can play for a little bit, stop, and whatever. Of course, it came out last year on PC, so everybody. But a lot of people have been waiting for it to come to the consoles, which it finally did. And yeah, now you can now you can play it on your console. Yeah. Anything on uh, your end? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is during the sale. This I picked up, I actually picked up some games during the Steam sale, uh, last week or the past few weeks. I grabbed Halo Masterpiece Collection. Uh, finally. Yeah, it was on, it was like 31 bucks. So I'm like, alright. I guess Halo 3 just dropped today, or dropped tonight for that thing. Uh, yeah, it looks nice. I mean, I only played a little reach, but it looked nice and played well. Uh, yes. I've been trying to review Mr. Driller in Drill Land. Uh, I got that for Switch. It's weird. It reminds me a lot of like Puyo Puyo Tetris, 
in mm-hmm. like presentation and kind of like cheery atmosphere. Yeah. But like Puyo Puyo Tetris had a tutorial <laughs> to tell you how to fuck how to play the fucking game, <laughs> and this doesn't. Like yeah. it has like a it has like a very brief like mess or like kind of like one shot screenshot of like hey here, here's what you do. But it's like this doesn't really help me understand Mr. Driller that much. I haven't I haven't played one of these before, so I'm like all right, all right I guess like I, I guess I'm getting to the end of these levels and not really knowing how. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't really explain much. Uh, let's... Not really. I mean, it explains some, but it. I, I kind of just want like a more comprehensive tutorial. Like that's yeah. what I what I need really. Uh, speaking of this, partially. But I mean, that, is it as hard as Puyo Puyo or? Oh no, God no! Nothing as hard as Puyo Puyo. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a plus then. Uh, I think Texas Ninety Nine had a Xenoblade Chronicles event last weekend. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And I played it, and I got first round. I I was the winner, mm-hmm. and I was like, I feel pretty good. <laughs> I, I unlocked that stupid theme in like one go. I'm like, hell yeah! Nice. Um, All right, so what do you uh, get for? Oh, it, oh, it's just like it's just like a theme. Like it has like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles sprites and like music, I guess, from the games. Like the like for regular Tetris music, 99, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the regular theme is this kind of melodic thing. But then, like, halfway through, it turned into, like, a rock theme. I'm like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, uh, it's definitely in there. Last two things I'll talk about briefly are, uh, I'm playing, uh, Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. Hey, that's a good game. Yeah. Uh, I have a SD to SNES flash cart, and they right. added Super Game Boy 2 support. So you nice. can play, like, regular Game Boy games on this thing, which is kind of cool. And the last thing is, and this is the reason Yens hasn't been playing Deadly Premonition 2, is we've been playing Code Vein. Oh, my God. He got you to play that? Uh, it's on sale, and he's helping me out with a loan for that Persona 5 anime, so I owe it to him. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I, uh, it, it's weird. I mean, he's way into it, and I'm just, I'm I'm playing it going like, yep, this is a lot like Dark Souls, but... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's his vengeance for playing, uh... What was the one he didn't like, but you, not, uh. Remnant. Yeah, Remnant, yeah. Oh, we had, well, we had to talk about that, cause I'm just like, this, I mean, this thing plays almost exactly like a Dark Souls. Yeah, it does. And I'm just like, this is, I'm just thinking, like, this is boring as shit. Like, it's not yeah, like. Yeah, that's why I got turned off, too. I was like, oh my god, this is not. Like, I guess say what you want, but at least Remnant, like, it tried to do something different. Like, I mean, it gave you ranged weaponry. Like, you can not like it or like it, that's up to you, but it tried. Like, and I actually did like it quite a bit. Uh, You're not playing the DLC? For a Code Vein or Remnant? No, for Remnant, yeah. No, because I stopped playing because Yen's was bitching about it too much, so we stopped. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to play that game with a, with at least one other person. <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, Code Vein is okay, Uh, but it's just, you know, anime. Did you ever see the movie Daybreakers? Yeah. It's that. Like vampires took over, and you know, and like yeah, I played the I, game. I played the game for at least yeah, like I, ten I, hours. I just and I, stopped after a while. I asked him, I'm like, did you see not see Code uh, Daybreaker? He's like, no. And then I made him go buy the movie because <laughs> he's talking about oh the great story of Code Vein, and I'm like, no, like <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the story is fine. I didn't think it was anything. I mean, it's the- if you watch anime, it's uh anime. Stuff you've seen it for. It's not the, the the one weird thing in the game. Uh, it had well. I mean, one reason I actually liked Remnant is it had really good multiplayer. This has it's functional enough, but it's not like 
easy to use necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. One, one weird thing is like when I first started off playing the game, you have like a blood suck ability and you have like a guard and the blood suck was like, I think your like right arm turned into a claw thing. It could like suck people up or suck, you know, hurt enemies. And your guard is kind of the same thing. Like your arm turned into like a bigger, bigger arm for like a second. And then I started playing with playing, playing the game a little more and like suddenly I have a tail, like a scorpion tail. And I'm like, wait, when did they get this? Like, was I really not paying attention or what happened? <laughs> and like no one commented on it. And even Yin doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I'm like, this is kind of strange. Like, yeah, that is, but, uh, I mean, it's an okay enough game, but I, I just don't, it's nothing like special. That's the thing. Like, I, I think like, you know, I like Remnant because it has like ranged weaponry. Yeah. And, or I like the Surge too because like, hey, it's not Lovecraftian horror or, you know, whatever, you know, fa- dark fantasy crap. But like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's basically like they decided let's make a Dark Souls with anime in it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's cool. If you like both those things, then there you go. Uh, I like one of those things, not, not two. Uh, Yen's likes both, so it certainly goes up uh, his alley, but. I don't like one of those things, and I'm fairly mixed on the other, so. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting for, like, the sun, the uh, moon to become a full moon, so I turn into a giant fucking ape and just stomp around the city. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, other than that, just kind of playing games here and there, like, more, more of that shitbreaker game. Uh, I'm like, I got to like the harder ships, like rank four, and those things are no joke. Like, I've died like four or five times now. Damn, really? It's, uh... Yeah, like the shit, like the reactor and those ones are also like a lot more touchy and a lot more delicate. Uh, so I've like, it's exploded like three times on me and it's getting wiped out like instantly. <laughs> I'm like, cool. But, yep. Go Other than ahead. that, it's been. Go ahead, sorry. I said, other than that, it's been about the same. Yeah, uh, just a lot of work and play when I when I can, and there there you go. That's pretty much it. Even though it looks like things have slowed down a bit, that we're not uh, getting the well. They at they've hired some people now, so we're not getting the crazy amount of overtime we were getting at one point, which kind of sucks. Yeah, because uh, the amount that you make it that job default without the overtime is not not great. Uh so but yeah, that's enough of uh real world troubles. There's be thankful that there is work when there's a lot of people don't have one right now. So let's uh get into the Ubisoft stuff. I know there was a pre show, but I'll be honest, most of the no stuff cares. in that pre show it's stuff it like, that it was like Trials Fusion or Trials Evolution or whatever trials game they're on now and then Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which no one still no one cares about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I give them credit for like again, like having their they try to make the most out of all their franchises, and it's good for the people that really do care about those games. You know, Division, uh, Six Siege, uh, For Honor, Breakpoint, Trackmania got like thirty minutes to go on a deep dive. Well, that's because, like, Trackmania literally just came out, like, a week and a half ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they got the, the, all that stuff got some time in pre-show and pre-stuff. And then the actual 
Ubisoft Forward, which we found out at the end, like I said, there was going to be a second Ubisoft Forward. Uh, so this wasn't everything. I wonder if we would have had E3 if they would have tried to fit everything in. They would have uh, had, well, they probably would have had either more just dance crap or actual dancers on stage. <laughs> well, no, I mean, they've got to be showing stuff outside of like showing us actual gameplay for Far Cry 6. That means there's got to be other game. Like, you know, there was no gods and monsters at this thing. There was no, um, well, Beyond Good and Evil 2, they kind of know what he said was going to show up. That's but, ne- like, never coming out. There was another game of theirs, I think, that they've been working on for a while that yeah, didn't called- get. No, there's a another game I can't. Wild? It. Not, well, yeah, Wild. But there's another one, too, that I, I can't Skull think of. Skull and Bones? Or well, yeah, about but they kind of announced. Well, they haven't really. It's the rumors of that got rebooted. Yeah, see that game you didn't. They didn't show anything of. I wonder if how long this reboot has been going on. If that's something that they're planning for that next one. And uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a Nintendo collaboration because people were kind of expecting something like another rabbits game or that another. Uh, you know. I don't think that. I don't, I, I don't think the Star Fox thing will happen again. But no, yeah. God, no. But I, don't, I, I actually don't think their Rabbit Mario game did that well. Well, it's sold. I think it sold at least like a million or so. But, yeah, I, but I'd imagine you're right in that it's like one of the few first parties that gets a major. It's on sale that, like a that, lot. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah, yeah, I can get that thing for twenty bucks if you just wait around long enough. Like, you're not gonna get like you know Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild for twenty ever. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, like, outside of the Black Friday, when it's on sale for, like, three days, and you better don't blink or you're going to miss it. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, that's the only, like, I guess it's not really truly first party, because it has the time with Ubisoft that's, like, it really is on sale a lot. So, I right. think, I wonder if that really has, that shows that it didn't sell as well as they wanted to. I mean, but it's also an its genre. I mean, number one, not everybody cares about the rabbits. Number two, it's really hard strategy game, so it's not appealing to, to kids, and I guess we'll see with Paper Mario. Uh, the reviews aren't out yet, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, by the next time we do a show, they will be. And of course, it'll also get eaten a lot by Ghost of Tsushima, so we'll see how that goes. This will be the true test of Nintendo really gets to go head-to-head with the last Sony first-party, yeah, last PS4 first-party, big first-party game, so we'll I'm see how that getting- goes. I guess I'm getting curious about the Tsushima game. Like, I may want that. It looks good. Yeah. Looks my, really good, man. As Jens pointed out to me, to me, he's like, will your PS4 run it? And I was like, that's kind of a good question. <laughs> yeah, right. If Last of Us 2 has you worried about it overheating. Well, I mean, if I get... Well, Tsushima would probably be like a digital game, so that'd be one better thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. But, ah, well... Yeah. Sp- go ahead, sorry. Um, no, go on. Let me get the... I guess the riffraff out of the way for... Oh, not riffraff. I shouldn't say it like that. But the smaller stuff that was actually announced at the Ubisoft forward out of the way. So, Brawlhalla is coming to iOS and Android uh, in a few weeks. And this is going to have, like, customizable controls. as well as crossplay with the other platforms. It comes out August 6th. It's going to have 50 different fighters. And, yeah, if you're big into Brawlhalla, I'm sure you're already aware that this is happening. And cool for you, you know. Yep. Uh, Hyperscape, which is that, uh, that, uh, that a, their, that battle the battle royale royale? Yeah. their battle royale that we talked about before. Um, 
it was just announced like barely sometime this month and then all of a sudden now it's in open beta. Um it'll it's gonna show up on PC, Xbox One and PS4 at that. I mean that's cool. It looks like Fortnite with like Randy called it a ready player one Fortnite, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's kinda of what it looked like to me. Hey, if you're you're into that, I'm sure that's a game you're looking at as well, if you're into those kind of games. Uh, so the first big thing they got, this was really a bulk of the presentation, was Watch Dogs Legion. You know, you kept asking about, why haven't we seen anything with Watch Dogs? I haven't seen one with Watch Dogs. Well, there you go. You got a big chunk of Watch Dogs stuff here. You can play as any character in the game, which is really cool, and they showed that off a lot, changed well, they, characters. They yeah. showed that off last year or two years, whenever they first announced it. <laughs> well, like they showed, like, like, I watched the gameplay and it was like this is looks a lot like what they showed off already, like with like the battling granny or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, still, like I think it's a cool feature that um I, I watched that uh there was a video of like why construction worker is important and what they yeah, can like, do. Yeah, like he was like nailing people to the wall with his nail gun or whatever. <laughs> and that he can like summon a like construction drone at any point. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's that was pretty Pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, they showed uh, people German suplexing people and doing crazy stuff. Lots of uh, hitting people in the balls. Seemed like that would be a, a very debilitating tactic <laughs> constantly. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be out October 29th, which that's a good spot for it, I guess. Uh, especially if Cyberpunk doesn't hit its release date. If it does, then enjoy your, like, Two weeks yeah. where people might be yeah, talking just, about you. Yeah, because Cyberpunk's going to wipe the floor with you. Uh, yeah, well, Cyberpunk's going to eat everything else alive for the rest of the... Um, well, yeah, well, never mind. Because isn't it coming the same day as... Uh, no, Cyberpunk is coming November, right? Yeah, so yeah. Cyberpunk's, Cyberpunk's coming out the same release. day as Assassin's Creed yep. now, which is ridiculous. Like, Ubisoft just doesn't care. <laughs> uh I mean, I, I'm sure you're excited by for Watch Dogs now after seeing that. Or... I mean, I was always excited for it, but I'm just curious about... I, I'm more curious, like, how they can structure a story around, like, not having a main character. I, I get the I get the idea, oh, you can recruit anyone, but, like, okay, your character died. You, you just... I know you just kind of go to a new character, but, like, why... Don't you get invested emotionally with the character you have? <laughs> or... We'll see, because apparently there's an option to not have permadeath, and they just go to yeah. jail for a while. So that, I mean, sure, too, how that but works. like, yeah. But if you know, if you just jump off like a tall building, you die. You're like up here in the hospital for three months, and then you get resurrected. <laughs> uh, well, and despite the the controversy going on, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is apparently still coming out. Remember, in this year, number seventeen. Um, they showed a lot of gameplay for this. This was the bulk of the gameplay that they showed after well, they, uh, the they, and, and during as well. They kind of had to because that the house like leaked footage was like last week or maybe like yeah it was like I think it was like Friday and it looked like garbage so I'm sure like they're like we got to show this game like now <laughs> yeah I mean they showed off quite a bit of both Ivor in male and female form apparently you can romance characters of either gender regardless of who you use and. Uh, you know, it looks like Assassin's Creed. I mean, the, I like the rating stuff. That looked cool. Um, uh, you know, it, I'm still sort of interested because I like Viking stuff. 
uh, but I'm, you know, not completely sure about well, if I'll uh, get it or not. Hey, here's a 200, 200 hour long Viking game. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about is how really long is it? I already went through a one hour, 100 hour game already. <laughs> like, um, and this isn't a game you can like play at your uh, desk or something. Like you have to focus on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because even if I was going to use my computer, I can't work and play at the same time. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's Assassin's Creed. Like, I think if you're excited for this, you you were going to be excited for it. Just, um, I just also don't necessarily want to watch an hour of gameplay of it because it's like, well, eventually. That's what you're going to be doing in that game, and I don't want all of that eventually spoiled for me. So, uh, the ship yeah. stuff looks uh, neat too. Um, so, that game is uh, definitely one to look out for. Again, crazy the Ubisoft. I guess either Ubisoft thinks Cyberpunk's not coming out, or they just don't care. Um, so, and and weird also that like at least Sony gave a month in between their two big releases. They're giving. Two weeks. Like, two weeks <laughs> Three weeks. two yeah. releases. Like, wow. I mean, I guess they really just want these to be out this year and not have to... And then be out and you just... Yeah, it's, I think it's done. like two and, a half, two and a half weeks. I mean, it might be three, but yeah, that's not a ton yeah. of time. <laughs> I don't know. I would have thought maybe they would have waited till at the end of November or something like that. Yeah, but you also got to gotta remember that like, Watch Dogs Legion was supposed to be out in March, so... yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, like if you're making, I think you're at that point making people, especially the way things are, if they don't really necessarily improve in a few months, you're making people have to maybe decide between one or the other. Yeah. I mean, not that Watch Dogs is like this amazing seller like Assassin's Creed, but still. I mean, that's that's yeah. the other problem is those those games are supposed to be kind of on a like bi yearly franchise or bi yearly schedule where like. Let's feel like a Watch Dogs one year and then Assassin's Creed the next year, not a two-week schedule. <laughs> yeah, it's just... But, I mean, still, like, I think, I guess, good for Ubisoft that they've got this out there and, and figured out to the point where you can release them this way uh, with everything going on. But, man, just that that was what surprised me the most. Is like, wow, really? October 29th and November 17th? You're just not even... You're just like, all right, we'll buy it whenever. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's like how long is Watch Dogs going to be? Are people going to even be done with it before Assassin's Creed is out to where? Well, yeah. Watch Dogs is typically a small, I wouldn't say smaller, but it's a, it has less scope than Assassin's Creed, especially the recent ones. So yeah. I, I could I, I could probably like knock out Watch Dogs Legion within two weeks if I really tried. Right. Most people probably could, but, you know, it's kind of not the you know, I wouldn't necessarily want to play that game that way. Compared, you know, it's not like a Valhalla where it's going to be a hundred. If Legion is a hundred hours, I really don't want to play it. Let's say that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like Watch Dogs is going to be a much shorter game, so by the time Valhalla comes out, you're done. Yeah, uh, but I, I also don't necessarily think that. And that's the thing too is like it really shows you sometimes these Ubisoft games will kind of like run together. Like, yeah, you know, third person action game, third per- another third person action game. All right, I don't want another third person action game because the last, the you know, big. This is supposed to be a surprise announcement, so it kind of was sucked for Ubisoft. Of course, this always happens to them. They always get their game leaked uh, before yep. it's supposed to hit. And Far Cry Six, um, 
is the big reveal for February. They love that February spot for Far Cry. Yeah. And February 21st of 2020, with uh, the new consoles already out there, uh, John Carlo Esposito, of course, as we talked about before, is the villain. He looked pretty freaking awesome as the villain there. Um, going back to the cool villains, hopefully he, he gets a big role here. And I, yeah. I only watched, I only watched part of the trailer, but I heard someone complaining. I guess it was like confirmed that like, you're actually going to play a character in this game. Are you playing that little kid? Or, you know, when he's grown up, I assume. Uh, that you're no, not the protagonist a... can either be a man or a woman. Oh, forget it then. The, I guess that was a rumor, and I was just thinking, like... I think maybe you to... start as the kid, and eventually you he grows up as well. And... Okay, well, I, I, the rumor is it's supposed to be Voss from Far Cry 3. Um, right. I'm just tired of playing those games with, like, custom characters, because it just never goes well. Oh, isn't that kind of going to be like Watch Dogs, basically? Because you're playing as every well, character? At least in Watch Dogs, you can see your character. And right. you have, like, a name. Or, you know, I- ideally a name. <laughs> yeah, like, true. I was, like, I was thinking about Far Cry 5, and it, your name is, like, the deputy. You don't even have, like, a character name. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I remember you complaining about that. Yeah. At least, like, Mass Effect, they get away with it by calling you Shepard. You know, that's your last name. Your, you know, canon last name, like. Alright, so he is gonna, it's gonna be a voice protagonist who will be present in cutscenes and have more agency in the story than most other Park Riley characters. Yeah. Um, so it'll be kind of more like Assassin's Creed, I guess. Well, I think Far I mean, you never saw a character in like the old Far Cry games, but like, you had a, you had a name and a, a voice. Like, I think, uh, I think Nolan North or Troy Baker voiced your character in, uh, Far Cry 3, I think. One of those two guys, or, uh, oh no, it wasn't him. It was someone else. But you get the, I mean, you still had a voice. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the themes, like the, you know, dictator theme, and, uh, I mean, it, it seems very interesting. And just, I mean, Junkos Bazito is awesome anyway, so I think yep. he'll do great. As that, I'm, so. waiting for, I'm waiting for Far Cry 7 where it's going to be, uh, Brian Cranston as the bad guy. <laughs> I wonder if they ever get to the point where they just, like, they don't number these things. Because it's crazy that they got the six. Like, I thought after five, they would just start giving it subtitles or something. And uh, in Far Cry 7, it'll be it'll be Sephiroth as a bad guy. <laughs> right? The collaboration between Square and Ubisoft. Hey, they, they did it before for Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, why not? Could happen. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I I think overall, I mean, this was a solid press conference. Uh, it wasn't like... A, like too embarrassing, except for the one woman, uh, like halfway through talking about like her level designs. It's like no one knows who you are. Like <laughs> it's oh, really weird. You don't have to know everybody. That I mean, for the most part, you're not going to know every developer. It's no, but right. I mean, like developers are a little more front and center than hey, I made this cat full of boats or whatever. It's like uh, all right. <laughs> uh, I think with I think that might have a little bit to do about what's been happening. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to, um, yeah, uh, let, let's uh, cool things down by, hey, we got uh, Woman Creative here. Let's, let's let her speak for a little bit. And I don't, I don't know if that came into a thought at all, how far back they really planned all this stuff, but with what's been happening, it, it seems sort of prominent, <laughs> yeah. possibly. At least it uh, wasn't, it wasn't as embarrassing as past Ubisoft press conferences have been. Let's, Give it that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, that's the thing is 
this was very much more straightforward. You got what you expected. I think that's the only thing that kind of hurts is with them announcing another Ubisoft forward. It's like, I wonder if you would have had to do this at E3 and then you get your one shot. Then you do get a surprise announcement. You do get uh, something that you weren't expecting that like, what was that? Tom Clancy's elite agent. There they go showing off uh, yep, Sam that, Fisher that, again. That like, really thrilled thrilled the Twitter sphere. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll come again with the tease of Sam Fisher in another game that's not Splinter Cell. You know, so uh, there's that. I yeah, I I feel like that's the thing. It's like okay, this was what was expected, and you got a lot of it, which is cool. If you know you're really into those games, and that's great. I mean, sometimes that's okay. Like too, it's like you don't have to just throw shit in there to throw shit in there, and that's what made me wonder of like. Okay, Microsoft now has seen two press conferences. Obviously, at this point, I think they kind of have to have it most of it wrapped up, what they're going to show. But I wonder if that thing is going to be more like Sony's, or is it going to be more like Ubisoft's, where do we spend 20 minutes on Halo, or are we just trying to just show off different stuff? So I unfortunately think they're going to show off like an hour of Halo. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. What ends up uh, showing up there? So staying on the uh, Ubisoft uh, boat here, the uh, Ubisoft pirate boat game, Skull and Bones, apparently has gone through another reboot. Uh, it's been delayed multiple times, and now apparently it's been completely revamped into more of a like live storytelling model using like things from. Fortnite, it feels like they're also sort of using some things from Sea of Thieves here. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like this. It was supposed to be like a single player kind of thing before where you could have PvP battles. Now it's more of a like collaborative thing. It seems like with like a persistent world and all that stuff. So this definitely feels like it's going to fall into the Six Siege uh for yeah, honor, like, that kind of thing where never ending game where they just keep yeah, releasing crap for it. <laughs> exactly. It's just gonna be another one of those things where they can keep building a world and they'll people th- that game will have its fans and but you won't really hear that much talk about it and that, that's it. I mean that's fine too. Like I think they have so many games now with naval stuff that it's almost like overkill. If you were going to have well, now a single player game that's naval focused. See, that's, that, I guess that's where I differ. I would rather have a single player game because I don't care, you know, having some, mul- you know, multiplayer big environment or big wor- open world game, I don't care about. Like, well, but that's I'll, what I meant though was like, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm with you on that about the, I'd rather have the single player. But what I'm saying is I think it's more of like, we, if it was something that you didn't have in every Assassin's Creed game now, uh, you know, I think it'd be more special for it to have stayed as a single-player game. You just come have that come out as a single-player game at this point. It's like we already do this in one of our big and a bigger game that has a name that I know. Why do I need to play sure, this game I mean, too? I think when they made uh, when they kind of announced Skull and Bones that the uh, naval stuff in Assassin's Creed have been really like. Uh, Toned down. down, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it'd been de-emphasized quite a bit. So that's probably why they're like, okay, for people who like that crap, you know, here's this entirely se- separate game where you have to like swing around and you know assassinate guys. You can just screw on the ship. But 
if you're going to have that in Valhalla, then I was like, why are you making this in the first place now? Like, I mean, aside from it just being multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, there are already a bunch. Oh, go on. No, I, I just, I mean, it's, it's good that, like, you know, they have these, these planning things where they go through and change something and don't just decide to lock it in and, and, oh, well, this is what it was, so it's coming out, even though it's dated at this point. I mean, I guess good on Ubisoft for seeing that they can change it in a different way and, and having it come out. Let, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think it actually ever comes out? Yeah. I mean, look what they just did with that hyperspace game. Nobody really knew about it, and then bam, it's, that, well, it's out. See, the difference with that is that's just a surprise launch. Like, yeah. Ubisoft has a much more of a track record of announcing crap that never hits light of day. <laughs> yeah. You got two big games that we just talked about that are in that boat right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it does. Okay. I mean, it I, may I be like two or three years from now, but it, I think it yeah. does. I don't have any interest in it, but I, sure, I hope, you know, I'll feel free. But I, I, like, I, I like them as a company, but I just don't have a lot of faith in them to complete their more off projects. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I feel like Wild and Beyond Good and Evil 2 are not just off projects and they're, they're still there, kind of simmering and we don't really hear a lot about them. Right. Or I mean, at least they made it feel like Wild was this huge project and, you know, Gone Good and Evil 2 people wanted forever and then. Yeah, well, Wild yeah. was 2018 or 2017. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's telling that, yeah, it, that, that trailer was four years ago. That was 2015. Phew. My God. Really? It's like, don't, yeah. Wow. And say what you want about, like, Beyond Good and Evil, like, yeah, like the, uh, uh, I mean, people wanted that for a while, but they didn't, like, even show, like, a trailer until, like, 2018. Yeah. Uh, so I, I give them a little more leeway with that one, but still, like, they still have sh- not shown gameplay of really either game, <laughs> or, you know. Exactly. Especially Beyond Good and Evil was like, oh, they promised a bunch of gameplay, and then it's like, oh, here's another. There's nice Joseph, trailer, cool. There's Joseph Gordon-Levitt wanting voice actors for free. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> what? Okay, man. And, well, to top it off with Ubisoft, um, they also, of course, if you uh, didn't know, they have had been having uh, an internal problem uh, with HR and all, a lot of other big executives being put into uh, allegations of misconduct and other things, uh, abuse, harassment. And yep. so now uh, the chief creative officer, Sergey Haskowit, uh, global head of HR, Cecile Cornett, and Yanis Malat, managing director of Ubisoft's Canadian Studios, are out. Uh, I think um, uh, then there was a tweet from HR announcing that they would leave. Uh, the other HRs that were left uh, would leave if uh, Eve didn't walk back a statement that he made blaming HR for some of the issues. Uh, it's not great as far as uh, internally right yeah. now um, at Ubisoft. So they they like got out of the hurdle of almost getting bought out at one point, and then now they have this. It's not... Not good. Um, yeah. And then, like, to have, uh, you know, Maxime Ballon also leave, and then it's like, 
The thing you don't think about is that that Canadian Ubisoft studio made some of their, uh, you know, they made Prince of, the Prince of Persia, uh, or produced the Prince of Persia series, which obviously, you know, it's kind of defunct at this point, but they still had a lot to do with, you know, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, Verona, Rainbow Six, all franchises that Ubisoft's kind of counting on now. And yeah, interesting how that uh, yeah. goes on. Yeah. Uh, just once again, just stating that hopefully these big companies having to kind of answer questions at this point and being in the light a little bit for bad things makes them have to um, rethink that the way they they run their their company going forward. I hope. Yeah, I can hope. <laughs> oh, and then uh, also uh, EA UB, uh, UFC 4 was announced, which is weird why you wouldn't have announced it at the EA Play. It, it, um, I mean, I didn't put it in the document, but it has the worst cover art ever. <laughs> I gotta look at it, I guess now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is almost it, it is looks like okay, yeah, I'll copy it over. It looks like it's from like Reddit, or it looks like the most like someone just mocked this up, or someone you know someone was wrong. But no, it's real, and it's like one fighter. Is like looking down at you, and the other ones like kind of give you like a cupping motion. But it looks like I don't know who the guys are. I'm not a UFC guy, but it looks like the most like embarrassing photo you could ever imagine for a cover. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, this was announced as part of the UFC 251, and I again, I, I mean, I guess it, it brings them a lot of press to have it announced in Abu Dhabi instead of at a. EA play that not a lot of people are going to watch that are in that UFC fandom. Um, Dana White, of course, the ultimate hype man, I'd say this is the best fighting game ever made. Yeah, I, I doubt that that's going to be, um, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, hey, man, it's not going to have Joe Rogan, so how can it be a good game? <laughs> hey, I mean, at least you can fight with as Bruce Lee and Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury in there as long with UFC guys, so whatever. Um, and uh, Daniel Cormier and UFC's uh, John Anik are are the commentators because Joe Rogan uh, hates doing voiceover, uh, so well, they couldn't use the actual announcer. Because yeah, well, two things. One, didn't they have Bruce Lee in like one of these other games like as a pre-order yes, bonus they or did, something? Yeah. Okay. Two, it's funny that like Rogan hates doing it because like he does a podcast for fucking three hours out of the day. Yeah, but he kind of. Gets to just say whatever the hell he wants. That's why he doesn't like is you're rehearsing a bunch of lines. Well, the other thing is he likes video games. Like you think he'd jump at the chance to be like, "Hey, I can be in a game." Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I imagine like that's not fun. Like it's grueling and. I mean, yeah, yeah but he's yeah. not. He has to like. I know he says he doesn't like to act, uh, but it's like it's not like you have to show up at a stage. I mean, he could do it. If I do it in a studio, just have an EA guy there going, "Hey, read these lines." Hey, read these lines better. You know, that's about it. Like, I don't yeah. it would take a, it wouldn't take him like a month to do it. At least it shouldn't. I don't know what his reading level is. I mean, but <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think it has to do with that. It's just I think he just doesn't want to deal with that crap because we don't know how many times they have to redo things and re-say the same line over and over till it sounds exactly the way they want it. And then, uh, you know, I think he also doesn't. I don't. I think he also wouldn't want to. Maybe he doesn't also want to play the game. He wouldn't want to play the game if he's hearing himself say the same line 30 times. So, I doubt you it. Know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's... 
probably the price is too low for him, or they don't want to pay him. That'd, be, that'd probably be my... Well, yeah, that could be it, too. <laughs> my theory, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Devolver Digital had their thing, uh, their little expo, because they always have a thing around E3 time, and Devolver uh, has made a name for themselves of promoting uh, some fun indie games. Uh, they usually at least have one uh, big hit a year, if not more, uh, that people yeah. wind up talking about. Uh, Shadow Warrior 3, which, um, I'm kind of, uh, totally down for. It's coming out 2021. Um, I kind of stuff into. Or? Huh? Yeah, I liked the second one, so. Okay. I'm down for this. I mean, plus, Devolver always does, like, stuff with, like, shooting and blood pretty well. <laughs> um, Fall Guys, um, has, a nobody has a name, but they made, like, an MMO out of it. And yeah, so now you have like an MMO like party game, uh, that lets uh, 60 people be in obstacle courses, which, hey, I'm sure that that will find its niche online. Uh, so yeah, and it looks cute. So why not? Yeah. Uh, Carrion looks kind of interesting. I'll have to see how that winds up. That, uh, Ouija game, they've shown it off before. Uh, right. And so has they've shown a lot of the Serious Sam for uh yeah, got shown I, off. I've never liked those games. <laughs> they're they're like in that like old you know, Doom style and they have their purpose, you know, people like them. I don't know, it's fine. It's not anything to go crazy about. Right. I think. Uh the Devolver Land Expo thing was hilarious. <laughs> That's what I want out of my devolvers. Let's just make this random weird thing. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, it was fine. It's not like, this is what's always funny when we cover it. It's like, yeah, there was like two minutes that we spent talking about it along with the other. It usually comes the same day as the new Bethesda, and we, we talk about it for a little bit, and then it goes back into the ether of nothingness. But yeah, it's there to, to give you a laugh, and it did that again. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, overall, well, we'll see. Now it's, I think, all eyes on, uh, Microsoft. See what they do. They announced uh, a $300 price tag. <laughs> <laughs> if they do that, talk about shocking everyone. Um, yeah, I, I'm surprised that they're actually, I guess they had to have a reason to have an August, uh, direct. I'm surprised that they're waiting till August to do the Series S. I wonder if that means they're making any changes or or they're just waiting that long. It's like that's the thing is you run the the longer you wait, the more risk you have of stuff leaking. So how how amazing would it be if so if not if Microsoft pulled a Sega and just said for their April, for their August conference, it's out on stores now. Go buy it. God, I can't imagine anybody thought of that and said, "Oh yeah, in the middle of a pandemic, let's just do that. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. <laughs> yep, we have four million consoles on Amazon. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, maybe digitally, but uh, the, then the stores would be really pissed. Yeah, but they don't matter Walmart, anymore. Walmart would be like, "Yep, yeah, we're not selling your shit." Ah, they still matter. I think they still matter, at least for this generation. Maybe once we get to the so yeah. Let me ask you. Well, you don't you you never heard of a store called Meyer, have you? Well, you've talked about it. Okay. Yeah. They are getting rid of their games, their game sections. Uh, that's 
That was the first thing to go at Kmart, and that's when things started to turn. Yeah. Well, it wasn't are... the first thing, technically, but yeah, it was the thing that, like, that's when I, I was like, well, wow, okay, our electronics section just took a huge hit now. <laughs> like, they got, well, they still have games, kind of, but they used to have, like, these big glass cases, like, one is PS4, or, like, one is Sony, one is Microsoft, one is Nintendo. They got right, rid of the right. big glass cases. Now they're, like, very small. It's only, like, a one aisle, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going down it, and, like, the cases are all empty. But they have, like, 15 games. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like, and, like, they have a lot of their games also, like, discounted or, like, you know, on, on sale. I think just yeah. to get rid of them. And, I mean, they're also kind of getting rid of DVDs and Blu-rays. Like, I've seen at least one or two that, like, just have, like, no, like, no section at all. And I'm like, okay. Like, and they replaced Man. it with, like, more, more packing supplies. It's like, is this really a big money maker? Like, buying right now, maybe. Bu- yeah. But, yeah, I just noticed it and I'm like, man, this is depressing. I mean, I don't know about, like, down there, but even, like, Walmarts and stuff like that up here aren't, like, doing, like, they don't have a ton of games. Yeah. I mean, that's what I noticed too, is like the physical, I mean, I think they're also kind of waiting, right? Yeah. Like I think everybody's kind of in the wait and see, will those new consoles actually come out now and, or come out in November where they, you know, saying they're going to right. October and, you know, we'll see. Well, uh, yeah. I still, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like most of that stuff's being made in overseas. So I guess as long as they get the parts, it doesn't really matter. What happens here, per se? Unless right. we just have, like, a mass... Uh, it gets so bad that we're having to really, 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 really close everything, and you have way too many people without jobs, and then they have to start weighing, okay, well, how many people can actually afford to buy this thing right now? Yeah. You know? I mean, but, again, I guess if Sony's coming out and saying there's going to be a limited supply, those hardcore people will always figure out how to make the money. To, or, or get the money to, to buy it on launch day, and then they'll figure out how to release it after once they start making more quantities. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to try my damnedest to get it. I don't know about you, but... Uh, I mean, like, Horizon's great. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm at the point right now where when those games were... When the two sets were coming out last go-around, I was in a much different point in my life, you know. Um my car was a lot younger. Huh. Uh my you know, my my daughter was a lot younger. I had less like real stuff to worry about. Uh now it's like, you know, I have to think about eh well, I mean what am I thinking about uh, you know, moving and having to pay like real rent and all that kind of stuff. It's like deciding to spend five hundred, six hundred, you know, well, even four hundred on something like that. That's a big chunk, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Well we'll we'll see. Um plus I, I mean, mean if if all yeah, Sony's the one that's gonna like make me you know, 'cause Microsoft there's if everything's coming out on Xbox One for a while, I'm not really going nuts about going to get that. Um but yeah, Sony's gonna be the one to if something comes out that like damn, you know. We'll see. I feel like Remake Part 2 is going to come out on PS4. So Which one? I think, like, uh, 7 Remake Part 2, if it comes oh, out. Yeah. That'll be... I, I don't know if that'll be PS4. Well, it I depends mean, on when it comes out, right? I think. 
Yeah. If we're talking about like 2022, then no. Yeah. But, so yeah. Like, hook up your PS4, find it from under the dust, you know, yeah, the box dust. you've kept it in for the past three years, and hook I it back up. I feel like maybe if they can get it out next year, then maybe they do something where it's on both. Yeah. But we'll see. It'd be nice if they said, you know, they just ported, I mean, they can tell trophy data for, right. like, kind of like that game. If they just said, hey, you're, you completed the game, or you at least have a trophy on the, like, the, the, yeah. the PS4 version, pay 10 bucks and you can get the part one for PS5 digitally. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think they're going to do that. Yeah. And then they'll release the super duper version on, uh, when it all comes out for the P- for the PS6 in 10 years. Jesus Christ, I hope not. <laughs> I hope we're really not talking about that game when the PlayStation 6 is even thought of at that point. Yeah, I'll be um, that and uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 still. <laughs> what do you think about the that patent? I mean, I guess I think we got to preface this by saying that that patents don't always come, a lot of times patents don't come true, or we don't see the fruit of that patent for a long time. Uh, what do you think about this hope once again of the whole Sony backwards compatibility, PS1, PS2, PS3 thing? I mean, that... Honestly, that is kind of my deciding factor. Like, I'm going to get a PS5 regardless, and it'll probably be the disc one. But if it has backroom compatibility, I'll be like, day, I'll be ordering anything like the day they put it up for sale, I'll be getting that thing. <laughs> or they, you know, pre ordering. Yeah. I mean, at this, at this point, I kind of need to do PS5 right now anyway, just because my PS4 is like slowly dying. <laughs> yeah, and the Last of Us Part 2 is not helping. But, well, uh. I'm, I'm even playing Code Vein at the end, and he's like, what's that noise? And I'm like, that's my PS4 trying to take time, trying to launch off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like that will be a. I wonder if uh, that's where they really try to beef up PS Now as well. If they can do that, is add that into PS Now to make the digital version, digital PS5 worth yeah. a lot more. I don't think. I, I just, I really don't think that it's going to be um, the way Microsoft does it. I don't think it's going to be that way where you're going to put the disc in and it's going to work. I think it's going to right. be all digital and, um, that'd be, I mean, yeah, but that, I think that'd be unfortunate, at least for me. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel like Sony is, I mean, the PS4 one obviously makes sense. You know, it's the, the early, you know, the most recent console, why you would want your disc. People bought those. They don't want those to be, uh, you know, obsolete or anything, but like, I don't know. I feel like, especially with the PS3 having that crazy architecture, it's so different. I think PS3, PS3 is more of a mixed, mixed call. Yeah. But I could see, like, the problem with like PS1 and PS2, I mean, I imagine the PS5 could emulate that real well, but like, if the, you have to download the game from like some server somewhere, uh, what do they do with like the rights issues? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, something. I, 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 I have games like PS1 and PS2 that, like, you know, Tomba for PS1. Like, I think Sony published it, but, like, would they allow that? <laughs> well, they really? have to do what Microsoft does, right? Where they have to announce, okay, these games are available now. Yeah. And if you have the disc, then it works automatically. But, yeah, I mean, they still have to pay for these licenses because they weren't made to be on that system. So Yeah, it, it was funny. I was talking to my neighbor a few days ago, and... She brought up, she was looking, looking at my, my SNES collection and she's like, oh, I've had a real weird desire to play Banjo-Kazooie. And I know she has an Xbox One. I was like, so go do it. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, go, I mean, it's on there. She's like, go buy it. I'm like, go play it. Like, I think it's like 10 or 15 bucks. But, and she was yeah. like, it is? I'm like, yeah, like, go ahead. 
Right. I mean, that's the cool thing is, I mean, we'll see. It's, I just, I feel like right now it's a patent. We could be watching it, but again, Sony has some time still to deliver like a big blow to Microsoft, I guess, in August when they're having that other thing. If they, if they can't announce something like that, it'd be crazy. If, if, they, if they just said, I mean, if it was like a five minute web, str- like live stream where they just said every previous home console, at least, game is compatible with this thing that would be like pretty much game over already <laughs> well i mean i think the way that they announced the ps4 one makes me think that they're not this wouldn't be something where all of a sudden every game is workable and all that it'd be the same thing like microsoft's where okay yeah. well we'll still we'll start working on licenses like i said the thing that worries me about sony is that they have a very quick trigger finger when it comes to Okay, this stuff is not making money. We're stopping it. Yeah. And unless PS Now becomes, I mean, look, PS Now apparently has, um, uh, you know, it has a good fall. Fo- I mean, it makes them money. It has a good following. That's why they beefed it up and changed it, um, where you can, you know, download PS4 games and download other things. But, uh, yeah, if they beefed it up and use that as a catalyst, then I think I have more faith in them really making sure that. Uh, it keeps going, but yeah, I do worry about that. Of everybody getting their hopes up of, oh well, this game will finally be on there and all that, and I'll finally get to play this, and it'll look awesome, and with new graphics, you know, updated graphics on the PSI, and then all of a sudden, oh well, we don't even get a fourth of the library of anything before they decide, oh well, it's not making it. We're we're spending way more money than we're making for this. It's over, you know. Right. And, and the fact that they're only guaranteeing like the top 100 right now. I mean, yes, they're saying there's going to be more later. I think that's just them giving everybody's hopes because guess what happens? Once you start getting the PS5 and start playing PS5 games, do you really go back and, and no. play those old games? Not I mean, I, I do, but I mean, I'm weird. I mean, most people tell one of these. I mean, yeah, I or they have... wait, or they wait for the remaster or the re- remake or how, how many, uh, consoles do you have hooked up at your house? Like actually uh, play a five. Yeah, like how many? I assume PS4 and Xbox One and Switch. Yeah, and then the PS3 and 360 are hooked up in the room, even though I haven't turned them on in like months. Yeah, I have like I would say at least ten consoles. You know, I have like PS4, Switch, uh, Xbox One, PS3, an original Xbox. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have those div kit things. Well, not that. I mean, that's a, that's just in a box underneath a chair. I mean, I, I have like a modded Xbox. Uh, a PS2, two Super Nintendos, and, you know, right. a bunch, like a few other like weird shit. So it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm perhaps not the best person to to, to judge this, I guess. Yeah, I I think again, it's like one of those. It's a comfort thing more so of like, oh, I can play any game I want, and it's my library is still there, and I can use it, and I don't have to keep my whatever old console connected. And I get that's everybody's dream, but we also have to be sort of realistic about that. Right. But yeah, so I think uh that's gonna kinda do it for us here. We'll um we'll definitely have a uh, it's my my like I said, if my schedule is kinda normal where we don't where I'm not having to work till one that that's the reason why we didn't do uh a show on the weekend was because I had to take overtime because I have a really weird feeling of like maybe we're only going to be getting overtime on the weekends now, uh, at least the way things have been going. Uh, but we'll see. 
Um, so I, it may just be we're only going to do one show uh, yeah. a week from now on, but I don't know. Well, we'll see how that goes. But all right. If you enjoyed the show, of course, you can always hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you listen. You can also, uh, you know, like our Facebook page. You can go review us on Podchaser or any of the other places that you listen. That always helps. Helps us go up in the echelon of uh, video game podcasts. And you can all you can follow us on Twitter at WTM Sean at Humanity Plague. And until next time, see you later, everybody.